recitals. So just imagine that and make it about times 10. It was an incredible, incredible night of worship, and I'm so grateful for his gifts. And for those of you that don't know, Skylar will be venturing in about eight weeks to Chicago to Moody Bible Institute to hang out with them and grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ and in his skills. Wow, can you imagine what that's going to be like? Because he's already amazingly gifted by God. So, um, hey, are we live streaming today, Jason? Uh, one of my, uh, that's one of my favorite songs, and uh, It Is Well With My Soul. It's just such a beautiful song. And uh, it's written, as you know, and I won't do the whole story, but it's written by a man who was in the midst of tremendous loss. And he was literally on the, sitting on the grounds of the loss of his family and uh, God carved out of him to write that song, and that just was just beautiful. And uh, my mom and dad are worshiping with us today, and so I want to say um, to them, I'm so glad they're worshiping. They're not in this room. Uh, my mom is an epitome of it as well with my soul. Um, she has just completed her chemo treatments. Um, but I, I thought uh, my mom and dad have just been people who, for me, throughout the years, for 48 years now, have just demonstrated for me what it is like to walk through life with all of the ups and downs of life and just walk in a fixed manner on Jesus Christ. And I am just so blessed to have them as parents, and they told me they were going to be worshiping with us today online. And so um, I thought it would be very fitting, because not only has my mom completed her chemo, which is a big deal, but it's her birthday. And I, I can't think of anything greater than our church just to wish her a happy birthday, and then we're going to go on and study the Bible for a while. But uh, um, in fact, um, if you would just on three, just say, Happy Birthday, Mom. Um, if you want to say Peggy, you can. And uh, Mom, I love you, and happy birthday. And I'll quit. My wife's giving me instructions, just got to tell me. No, you can't do that. So on, on three, it's Happy Birthday, Mom. Can you join me in that? Um, on three. I got to count to three now. I'm kind of lost. One, two, three. Happy birthday, Mom. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Yay. And I, you know, I really want to talk about our Spanish church, by the way, is slipping out. And so if you're in the Spanish church and didn't get that memo, I, I want to say au revoir. That would be our French church. But, uh, <laughs> Hasta la vista, baby, is the only song that comes to mind. And so, um, adios amigos. And so, uh, anyway, I want to talk about peace for a little while today, and, and just from Scripture. And what uh, we're, we're in a series called Image Bearers, what this church will look like when we live in a manner biblically viable and vibrant from what Paul is describing in the third chapter of the book of Colossians. I, I want to begin and then carry on with just a couple of quotes that have kind of uh, set me aflame. One of my favorite authors is Dallas Willard. I've loved um, a lot of things that he's written. Um, I really particularly enjoy his uh, writings on the spiritual disciplines and uh, and what that looks like. And he, he writes in, in one of his uh, writings on the spiritual disciplines, God's aim, his primary goal in human history is the creation of a community of loving people where he is at the center as the primary sustainer and the most glorious inhabitant. And I kind of like that thought. Here's, here's what God is about. He is creating a community of followers of his through Jesus Christ. And there are a group of people who are absolutely loving and filled with peace. And Christ is our center point. 
He is our sustainer. He is our hope in the middle of this. And if there's a principle that you could walk out with today, I would say it would be this. As we make decisions, this this will this may sound a little bit business-like to you, and uh, I hope in about 20 minutes, 25 minutes, it doesn't. As we make decisions, as we choose between alternatives, as we settle conflicts of will, I am praying that we will have a zeal to preserve the unity and peace that Christ gave and gives. This is just mine of my heart and thought for us today. As we make decisions among us, as we, as we choose, as we choose as an act of will, as we think about alternatives of where God is taking us, as we have settled conflicts of one another, I am praying that there will be unity and peace that Christ gave and gives, and that will be the controlling principle of Mandarin Baptist Church. Okay, that's exciting right now, but I think that it will become more exciting as we walk throughout this, just his thoughts. Because Paul talks about this when he says, look, image bearers are a group of people who have this supernatural peace about them. I mean, and then I mentioned this last week, so I won't touch on this for too long. But image bearers are people who just have this, this regardless, the circumstance, passion and fixation on Christ. I mean, literally, you read about them in Scripture where they're sitting in prison and they're doing the most crazy things like Colossians 1, 6, 3, 16. They're literally singing of the goodness of our God. I mean, they're in a prison cell or they're writing a letter and they're saying, um, to, writing a letter to a church at Philippi that he hasn't met yet, that there is a peace of God that surpasses understanding that guards your heart and your mind forever in Christ Jesus. That's kind of where he's writing that letter and writing that letter about peace and he's writing that letter from prison. Or there's, there's the picture of Stephen that I mentioned a week ago and kind of, or two weeks ago in closing where literally he is, his name means joy and crown. And, and literally while he is being stoned to death for the sake of the gospel, he is, he is quoting the words of Christ, bringing forgiveness and singing of the goodness of God. Or if you read Josephus about Thomas, our friend the doubter, Thomas was the one who you should never, never call him that again because Thomas was pierced through with a spear as he was in the flames. And the reason he was pierced through a spear is because in the midst of the flames, as they burned his body to death, he was singing of the greatness of our God and the word of Christ was dwelling among him. And he was singing so much so that they said, please throw spears in, stop the singing. I just kind of see this going on throughout the New Testament picture of what it looks like with, with peace that surpasses understanding. It's where you literally drive, and uh, you don't drive, you ride on a vessel into the middle of the Atlantic at the place where your children were drowned in the midst of a storm, and you sit over that, and you write one of the greatest hymns written, It is well with my soul, when peace like a river just moves and floods among us. There is a wellness about us that is far, far superior to any um, any temporal idea that we throw around about peace. Peace is waking up as Ben Cannon will experience on Friday morning. Peace is waking up in the heart of Haiti, in the most impoverished nation in the Western Hemisphere, and you wake up 10 to 15 minutes before the sun comes out to ladies singing the songs of Christ in a place where you would never think they were sung, and singing the songs of Christ, and it just swells and swells and swells as the children come out of their beds into the most impoverished nation in the Western Hemisphere, singing of the greatness of God with peace that surpasses understanding, guarding their hearts and minds forever. 
That's what it looks like, image bearers, to be a part of the church where Jesus said, my primary passion and agenda for the church is to build this community of loving people who are peace-filled, and I am the most glorious inhabitant. It means when you preach your first sermon at the Haitian church, I met their pastor, he had been there about six months, his first sermon was this, if you come in and you don't have lunch today, just know that God is your sustainer, and he will give you the food that you need. And if you come back tonight and we're worshiping together, and you haven't eaten yet and your stomach is still hungry, just know that your, your sustainer is God the Father. And if you wake up the next morning and you don't have food, just trust that the Lord is the food that you ate. And if one day you lay your head on your pillow and you perish from this earth from hunger, know that you will be satisfied in the one and only Jesus Christ. I've never been in a place that worship so as, as in the heart of Haiti as they dance and they sing and they rejoice in the middle of poverty and yet with the greatest of peace. So much more peace than I experience in this room, no offense. So much more fixation and hope on Jesus Christ. So much more joy abounding in Him. And so much more satisfaction. And so we're praying, we're praying that God will just do this. And so I want to, just this sentence I think is in your notes. You should read this with me over and over. As we make decisions, as we choose between alternatives in this fellowship, as we settle conflicts of will, as we have a zeal to preserve the unity and that Christ gave and He gave and He gives us, let that be the controlling principle of Mandarin Baptist Church. Let that be what drives us. Peace is not something that is just rolling out that you kind of feel good today. Here's what he says in Colossians 3.15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. I cannot tell you how many times I have written this verse to people and I pray that this verse will find deep root in your soul of your, your life as well. I pray that it will find deep root in the very soul and core of who you are. That the peace of Christ will rule in your hearts, but it gets even better because it turns to an us. Since members of one body, you and I were called to peace. And so in the middle of that peace, be grateful. And then, and then we don't, we don't have to look around and wonder what, wonder what Paul meant by this idea of peace. I wonder what he meant as he was talking about peace and letting the peace of Christ rule. You don't have to have mystery about this. If you flip back a page in Colossians 1.20, he defines peace for you. He says, peace is this. For God, who was pleased to have all of his fullness dwell in Jesus Christ, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or in heaven. And here's what he did. He made peace by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. If you want to know how peace abounds among us and it rules here, it becomes a body of believers who understand that Christ, if you read up in these verses in one, is the head of this church, that Christ is dominion over this church, that Christ is our life in this church, that his presence and his power are desperately needed in this church, and the peace of Christ will rule in your heart and will rule in our heart when we understand that peace is only found in the cross. And there is nothing that we make more of than the cross of Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ. And when the blood of Jesus Christ is spilling in this room, there will be peace. And until then, there will be a personal driven agenda. But Paul says, look, I want peace to rule among this body. And peace is found by parking your life at the cross of Jesus Christ and never walking away. 
And that's, that's really what God's passion is. And so I just want to read a thought for you today. As we make decisions as a church, as we choose between alternatives, as we settle conflicts of will, may they be settled under the blood of Jesus Christ, through the cross of Jesus Christ, in the hope of Jesus Christ, for He has a zeal to protect the unity and peace that He has given through the cross and He is giving today. And may that be the driving principle of Mandarin Baptist Church. As we walk about in life saying, Father, how should we go about this? God, how should I deal with this friend? As we walk about in Colossians 3.16, how should I teach or admonish my fellow follower of Christ? We do that with, with the blood of Christ just covering us. And the grace of Christ just blowing our lives away. We do that because this is an incredible value to God Himself. This idea of peace is rooted in the heart of God. It is rooted in the very essence of who He is. This idea of peace is about Him. To understand peace is to understand God's heart and His very essence and who He is. Is to understand what has driven him, to understand, if you will, the Trinity. And I, I touched on this, gosh, it's been months ago. But I want to come back to this and say, look, if we're going to let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts, and we're going to kind of live here, we're going to live in this. And for those of you, I hate to keep coming back to this, but I, I want somebody in the room to miss this. So if we are rescued out of the darkness and into the story of Christ, so that's where we are right now. This is all symbolic. There's a little ball rolling around in here. Um, that's Christ in you. There's a little thing rolling around here. That's you in Christ. There's you in Christ in here. There's Christ in God. You're hidden with Christ in God. And then if you see all the little people, that's where we are right now. And so as we're making decisions, as we're zealous for, for His will, as we're deciding among things that God wants to do here, as we're challenged about things, as we're praying for things, here's what I'm, I'm praying. You'll recognize this holy Trinitarian passion that you have, that the Trinity is in this perfect periochoresis, it's called, this choreographed, joyful dance with one another, and He's invited us in. So we're with Christ and God, all doing this together, and there's peace ruling in here. So as we go about making decisions and praying and dealing with, because we're, we're, first of all, um, people. Secondly, we're Baptists, and where you put three Baptists together, you have 70 opinions. And so we're people with opinions, and we're, we're thoughtful. And I wonder, as we wrestle through these things, will we wrestle through them through the blood of Jesus Christ, with the peace of Jesus Christ? Will, will people, because I, I believe, I believe this, this, there's two things, well, there's a lot of things. My mind runs to two things that are desperately sought after. Someone, please give us hope in this broken world. And someone in this broken world, please tell me about peace. And of all the people and of all the places that someone should come to, it should be in the middle of this, where the peace of Jesus Christ rules. And it rules among us. And so I, just, I don't know what this will mean to you at this point, but I, I just I have a thought as I was going, as we make decisions... As we choose between alternatives, as we pray about things, as we settle conflicts among us, and we'll have them, can the peace of Christ rule here? Can we have a zeal to preserve the unity that God has bestowed upon His church, that He gave to His church, and that He gives to His church? Can we, can we just be zealous for that? And can that be the ruling principle of Mandarin Baptist Church? I want you to wrestle that with me. Because Paul says in Colossians 3, 16, that's what the church will look like. And if we're going to bear the image of Christ, we're going to look like this. That the peace of Christ will rule in your hearts. 
since as members of one body, you're called to peace. And by the way, while you're being peaceful, you will be so grateful. You will be so glad. There will be such a gratitude or thanksgiving flowing from your heart. Jesus, I just think about the train. I think Jesus looked at God the Father and said, I can do nothing by myself. I can only do what I see the Father doing. For what the Father is doing, the Son is doing also. That's just kind of a picture of the choreograph going on. The joyful dance that is going on among the kingdom of, of, of God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, this Holy Trinity. I love reading in the book of John as the Holy Spirit just says, Look, I'm super shy about myself. And, and um, as if you haven't heard this already, you should. I know I've taught this, but um, I, we'll dig in, deeper into this one day in the book of John. But if, if you're really making a big deal of the Holy Spirit, you're missing His role. If you're really looking, sitting around people who are saying we should get more of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's going, look, look, we're one, but you really need a lot of Jesus. And if there's one thing I'm known for, it's just making a lot of Jesus. Because a lot of times when I've had conversations about getting a lot of the Holy Spirit, it's really getting a lot about yourself. And what Jesus is saying, look, if you get more of me, if you have more of Jesus, you will die to self and you will come alive to the things of God. So Holy Spirit is out just saying, look, I could be a big deal because I am God. I'm a part of the Trinity. But who I really want to make a big deal of is the Son of God. He's the King of glory. And oh, by the way, for you to have peace, He shed blood abroad, abroad from the cross. And so you have peace through His blood. Stay there. Stay there. Oh, I see you wandering. Just go back to the cross. That's the Holy Spirit. There's this beautiful perichoresis, choreography among the Spirit of God, among the God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, that is this joyful, exuberant, impassioned in His heart as the essence of His being. Before the creation of mankind, there was community and being, and there was unity and oneness. And then He turns to us as He forms us as His body and says, I want you to flesh out among me in this beautiful dance, this glory of my peace, and let it rule among you. And I just, I wonder, and this, I'm wondering where... Let me ask this before I just ask you this question. I wonder if we're... I want to say this so bluntly that you have to do something with this. I wonder if where you and I at times have failed at this, what we would be willing to do today about it. Said differently. I wonder what level of repentance God will ask for in this room in light of the Scripture. Some of us in this room have damaged your brother and sister. Some of you in this room have created disunity in the church. Look, Christ bore the cross for the unity of the church. You cannot make that a small deal. Christ bore the cross for love to be carried out among us. He bore the cross so that peace would reign among this place. I wonder, as I read this sentence, what needs to happen in your heart and in the heart of this church. This isn't like a Bible study going on today. This is um, the church moving forward. And I, I think there's just this principle that was piercing my heart. As we make decisions, I mean, many of you have been in church for you know, a gazillion years like me. You've made decisions. You make them with the peace of the cross of Jesus Christ bearing those decisions out. As, as we make decisions, as we choose between alternatives, as we settle conflicts of will, is there a zeal to preserve the unity that Christ gave to us? And He still gives to us. He says this in Colossians 3.15. Look, if you're an image-bearing church, if you're a because it's never about just you, it's us. There's always a glorious us in this mess. And if there's this us going on and you are bearing this out, I'm just wondering how, how you've handled this. If the peace of Christ has ruled, 
And, and I just love this. And so I'm just asking this question. So if Christ gave this through the cross, is giving this, is this the controlling principle of this church? And if not, what will we do about it? Because and here's all I know to do. Colossians 1.20. God, I want us as a body of believers to come back to the cross, to tie a rope off there, to never leave more than three feet from the cross, and to live our lives under the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And we want to live our lives with the mind of Jesus Christ just permeating us. I mean, it, Philippians 2 says this, if, uh, you should have the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus. And then he carries on, and I like that because it carries on and says, who being in the very nature of God considered equality with God nothing to be grasped. And then he carries on about this great kenosis of Christ. But before that, he talks to us. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete. How? By being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and in purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vacancy, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. You should have the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus. Who being in the very nature God? And then he went on and talked about, well, I should go. Who being in the very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant and being found in human likeness and appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God exalted him. If you want to walk this out, lay down your lives for your brother and sister. Lay down your life at the foot of the cross and find that the peace of Christ will rule among us. That's the, that's the prayer. This is we make decisions, as we have our acts of will because we are people and Baptists. See, I can't, I'm not going to use the word Christians because Christians have already let their will be dominated by the cross of Christ. But as we're here, as we make decisions, and this, by the way, this isn't an old father preacher. As the pastor makes decisions, may he submit it to the will of the Father and to the fellowship. As we, as we walk and journey in tandem with life together, may we walk with the same peace that Christ has given us and that He still gives us today. It matters immensely to the church. And it matters vastly for the people who need us to walk with the rule of Christ and his peace among us. Gosh, I have like 20 things more that I want to say, and I'm just sensing the Spirit of God say, let's stop. Let's deal with this. And I don't know that that's in this room right now. I'm just, I'm just going to ask this question and read my question again and just say, look, what are we going to do about this this week? And look, if you're in the room going, wow, the pastor's on me today. Actually, I have not a single individual story going on in my head right now. I just know that I'm sitting among people who tend to wander from the cross. And so I'm going to ask myself this same question. If, if this is the question of the day, if this is the principle of the day, as we make decisions as a church, as we've made them in the past, as we choose between alternatives, as we settle conflicts of will, could we possibly have a zeal to preserve the unity of the cross of Jesus Christ? It is the unity that He gave. And it's the unity that He still gives. And here's where I'd ask you to pray with me and say, God, what would you have me to do? for the peace of Christ to rule among us and for the essence of Christ to bring about. And, and once again, this isn't just about you. This is about us. 
me read Colossians 3.20 again. Sorry, 3.15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, that's you, because you're a part of a body and you're called to peace. So be grateful for that. What would... I almost said, what would you say? I don't care what you would say. What would the Holy Spirit, as He lifts up Jesus Christ and He draws us to the cross, what would He say it would require of us to have that as the primary principle of this church. And that's a fun question. And it's one that's worthy of wrestling with. And it draws us to unity. It draws us to peace. My story, I'm not going to tell it, but you'll know it. Just I'm just going to say this part. My picture of peace is found in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It doesn't matter what's shaken out in our lives. In the midst of the fire there will be singing among the body of Christ. Go with Thomas. In the midst of the fire, there will be a cry out of the glory of God. So as you and I, as we together, that God has put together to be formed up as Mandarin Baptists, as we make decisions, as we have willful actions, as we wrestle with theological principles and ponderings, as we, um, as we assert our will, as we, as we pray for what God's forward is, can we do that under the shed blood of Jesus Christ with the same passion for peace and unity that he gave and that he still gives? And will that be the dominating principle of our church? So, Jesus, I pray that you would um, do some things this morning. You would sear our hearts for your unity. Christ, I pray, that, I pray that your spirit will rise up within us and you would draw us to calling out your name and your glory among us. God, I pray that we would be a church that is well known for making so much of the cross. God, I pray that we would be a church that is well known for making so much of you. God, I pray that peace would rule here would reign here, that there will be dominion of peace through the blood of Jesus Christ. God, I pray that, that I pray that you would be glorified in your church. I pray that you would be glorified in Christ Jesus. And I pray that there will be a rising up in glorification of you through this specific church, Mandarin. And God, that begins with us kneeling at the cross. You know, I just uh, I just want us to sing for a bit, to worship for a few minutes. Um, interestingly enough, I believe we're going to sing "Amazing Grace" and the chains of Christ are gone, the chains in Christ are here, the chains of our failures gone. I just uh, I just hope that this isn't a Bible study today. I'm just really praying, and the responses can be super practical. Look, there are, there are literally some in this room that are broken with fellowship with your sister or brother. And scripturally, you have not done everything you could do to be one. So what will you do about that? Some of, maybe backing up a step, some of us are not, first of all, at peace with Christ because of sin's dominion in our lives. I'm wondering what you will do to find yourself at the cross today be one with Christ. You have no shot at being one with one another until there's a oneness with Christ.
wonder if the pervading principle of this church will be peace and unity. Praying that as we go forward. I could just start listing things, but I'm just wondering what the Holy Spirit is inviting in this moment. As we stand into Him, as we worship, as we pray. Give you a chance to respond. Some of you that maybe identify your life in this church. Some of you that come come to know Christ. Some of you that they just want to come and kneel and pray. Some of you to walk around the room and just hug a friend and say, "Look, I'm so glad he's here." Whatever your response is, let's worship. Let's respond. Come. Let's stand together. Let's pray together. Let's sing together. Let's worship. Together.